All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast. On today's episode, Bill Daly and Gary Bettman held a press conference. One of the things that they touched on, Val Nachuskin, and how we should expect him back with Colorado Avalanche next season. We'll get to that and Dennis Mulligan's season grade. New episode, Locked On Avalanche, coming at you. You're Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for tuning in, making it your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Make sure to follow us on our social media outlets, LLP and underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche. On Instagram, questions, comments, concerns, and opinions, locked on avalanche at gmail.com and follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live, and definitely subscribe to our subtext. Link to that is in the show notes below. And you can uh, subscribe to that and chat with Kyle and I one on one. Um, all right, sir, we will get to we we know that the cap now is going to go up a million dollars. We kind of figured that's where it was going to go, but now it is definite. It's set in stone. We'll talk about that. We will get to Dennis Mulligan's season grade. Very positive. One you can hang on the refrigerator. And uh, we're going to start, however, uh, Bill Daly and Gary Bettman held a press conference. Like Bettman usually does this right before the Stanley Cup. It's almost like uh the nfl doing like the state of the league like right before the super bowl it's kind of like that and they covered a wide range of topics uh we are going to start with something that affects the avalanche obviously and that is val nachuskin and it's not something that we we tackle a lot because we still the information that comes out well when the information comes out and things like this we will talk about it if it's just like, you know, the internet sleuths doing their thing, like, yeah, I'm not really going to take that. I'm only going to take that at face value. Uh, but for this, he was asked, it was kind of short and sweet. It wasn't, they didn't, you know, dwell on the point. Uh, but he was asked about it. Uh, Daly was asked about it. And he, here's his comment. It's quote, there's no ongoing investigation into the Nechuskin incident. We know exactly what happened. It was handled appropriately, both at the club level and I think at the league level. And he's eligible to play in the league. So that clears up that he, if he is ready to play next season, he can play. There is no suspension coming for him. Um, There's no legal ramifications for whatever happened coming for him. This is pretty much up to him and the avalanche now. If there's anything, you know, hanging around for for the avalanche to say, like, we really don't want you playing, or if there's anything on Val Nachuskin personally saying, like, I don't feel like I'm ready to play, that's the only thing that's going to stand in the way of him not playing is it's down to him and the avalanche right now. And it doesn't seem like even on those two fronts, we don't know about Nachuskin, I shouldn't say for that. Uh, but at least for the Avalanche, you're still it's kind of like radio silence from them. But you don't really get the impression that they're going to keep him out. The big thing I took away from those comments was the thing that wasn't said. And you touched on it. The, there's no legal ramifications. There's no right. ongoing investigation. And you mentioned it also. 
the internet sleuths. Like I have mm-hmm. heard every theory under the sun, and it's something that we don't talk about. All the everydayers that listen to the show day in day out, we don't run with just the theories. Mm-hmm. But now we know for a fact he's cleared for next year. The NHL knows what's going on. The mm-hmm. Avalanche knows what's going on. Belnichushkin knows what's going on. We still don't. But we know that if Val wants to, he could play next year, which is a positive thing for the Avalanche. We've talked about the roster construction a million times. He is a big piece of this roster construction. You hope the time right now to the start of the season puck drop that everything gets cleared up. I don't really need the information. It's not going to help me sleep any better at night, but I'm glad that there's nothing overhanging this and I hope it all gets cleared up and we can go back to playing hockey instead of going into detective mode. Well, the only information that I do want is we got, like you said, there's some of it, like there's no uh, legal entity involved with him. Okay, fine. Um, And you do want to know the female involved in this, that everything's okay on her end too, right? Like you want to know those two things. Is everybody involved here? Okay. Okay. Is this just like, you know, it, and and I the, the I watched that full police video. It's like twenty minutes long. I I watched it all. They do remove some audio to protect you know the HIPAA violations and stuff like that. Um, but even from that, you don't. I didn't watch that and be like, oh, Danchuskin's in trouble for that. Like you don't watch that and feel like he's. He, he's he's in some serious legal problems because of that. I'm not saying it exonerates him from it. I'm just saying like he's not in the video, and and I think the 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 team doctor or somebody on the on the medical team, um, he when when the cops got there, like he was gone already. I think back to Denver. So that's how quick they got him out of there and sent him back home. If it was a legal issue that wouldn't have happened. Yeah. He would have been hanging around there or if they got him out of there and it was legal issue, they would have gone back and gotten him. So again, I am not here to throw around what I feel happened, what I think happened, because that's all it is, is what I think happened. And I know because it's, you know, uh, an athlete and it's, you know, for, for avalanche fans, someone on, on their team, some people who think the worst are going to feel that way. And some people that think like this, this comment from the NHL isn't good enough. It's because it's the NHL. And no matter what they say, I don't believe them. And the, the league is run terribly. And sometimes I'm with you on that. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know right now, like you, you do need some more information. And like I said, the only information I want to know is if Val Nechuskin is legally, uh, you know, in, in trouble or not, it seems like he's not. And if the female in this, is okay is genuinely okay if those two things happen where the answer to those well the answer to the is no there's no legal ramifications and the answer to her is she is okay wherever she is okay then yep. let's get back to hockey and maybe this was just a night with a little bit too much alcohol yeah and you, you you need to understand like if the female is okay that's all you really want nuke has also remember he missed the playoffs he missed the rest of that Seattle series, he was sent back to Denver. That was it. So he mm-hmm. is also, he's also been, you know, kind of dealt with. And you, from the way the NHL is talking, it's been handled internally. 
You don't know what else is going on. He also has to keep in his mind, the Avalanche are not playing hockey right now. And he was a piece of this team that wasn't there because of something dumb that happened that this whole thing had to come with it. And we're not going to dissect the footage. We're not going to back into the left. We're not doing all that here. Like (laughs) we're, it's, he's also been through it. He's going through it and he's atoning for it in ways that we're not privy to. Right. But as long as she's fine, Nuke's still going through it. And there's nothing legal and nothing with the league. He doesn't have to miss an amount of games for next year. Nuke, from now on, has to atone for last year with the team because they needed him. We talk about it with every grade that nobody stepped up. Nuke's a big part. He's that battery that gets things going. He has to make it up to the team starting next year. You're right. Because if, if this was just a, a, a night, or it wasn't even a night, it was a more or maybe the night before and in, yeah. in, in the morning in the afternoon of um bad decisions, then you're right. Then then he needs to, you know, uh, you know, make make up for that. I'm not saying make up for this on the ice, make up to it as like a man. Yep. Um so mm-hmm. we'll we'll see. We'll see if, if anything ever comes of this. I don't know. I, I I'm kind I'm kind of of the mind of we might never know exactly what happened fully yeah unless found the wants to come out and say it and found the will not even tell you why he wears the number 13 that that is a thing I, I think it was peter ball from the athletic went through last year it went through every single player on the roster and why they wear the number that they do found the would he he was silent so if he's not going to tell you why the reason he wears number 13 you're probably not getting it from the horse's mouth as to what happened on this night and if the avalanche are saying like well this is a private issue it's probably going to remain that way and for the people who want all the information on everything you might be let down on this i'm sorry but um that uh, i think if we're not going to get that then we have to be okay with what we do have and what we do have is what we got today or yesterday from you know bill daly saying that and the police footage and then you know people can make the conclusions that they want to make and and kind of that's where we're at yeah <clears throat> so all right we'll get to uh <clears throat> some of the other things that were said in that press conference tomorrow uh they don't really necessarily pertain to the avalanche but still interesting nonetheless uh, i like kind of talk, talking about stuff like that what's going on in the league and where they could be moving to for the third time uh, we'll talk about all that stuff tomorrow. But first, we are going to get to eBay Motors, and then we will get to Dennis Mulgan and his season grade. But for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle, and every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits just right the first time around. So just add your car to the My Garage tab and look for the green check to know that the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. So eBay Motors Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, and exclusions apply. All right. Uh, Early in the season, 
Avs made a uh, nice little roster move and didn't really move. The, it was almost like that midnight uh, 13th hour move that they did for like uh, Ryan Graves, where mm. it's kind of like a footnote. Nobody really pays much attention to it. But for the Avalanche, it turned out to be a pretty big deal. And it kind of just extended their track record of finding these guys that other people don't really have much use for and they bring them in and they just fit the system. And I think that was Dennis Mulgan to a T. I think some other team could have picked him up during the season and he might not have done as well as he did with the abs. I think it was a good fit. He's, he's, he's got an offensive touch. He's got speed. He's got some grit. And he's he's kind of the player that guys like Joe Sackick look for and guys like Jared Bednar like to coach. And he came in and he had a darn good rest of the season with the Avalanche. And he is a restricted free agent. And I think the consensus for, for around, around Avs Nation is they would love him back without oh, a doubt. Yeah. So he, let's bring up his – I'll talk about him. I'll bring up his uh, – I'll bring up his uh, scorecard on on the on YouTube right now if you're watching it. So I'll bring that up right now as Kyle starts talking about him. Oh yeah, with with Dennis Mulligan, it's one of those names I love that you brought up Ryan Graves because when he was brought in, it didn't it didn't really resonate until you saw his play on the ice. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so there you go. So you got basically bees across the board. YouTube, 56% B, Twitter, 64% B, Instagram, 62% B. Kyle went B plus, I went B minus. So a little bit evening out there, but um, I I don't think that's a bad B minus. I I feel like if he had maybe at least one point in the postseason, (laughs) he might have been a flat B um, for me anyway, but uh, he, he... like I always say with these, Kyle, it's it's what were the expectations, and he exceeded the expectations, and he's one, he was one of those guys where he got hot for a little while. Yeah, and it's not like with, with guys like Dennis Mulligan, it's not like when they get hot, you expect them to stay hot and carry that throughout the rest of the season. No, you ride it for as long as you can, and then if he settles back down into his regular role and plays that role the way he's supposed to, that's fine. And that's what he did. There were moments of the season where he was he was on fire. And 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 then when that wore off, he just went back to playing his role. And and I had no problem with that. So you look at his season stats, 13 goals, eight assists for 21 points. Um, he, had, he was a plus one. That's for the course of the season. I think it was a plus four and then was a minus three in the postseason. So that brought it down a little bit. Um, his average time on ice, I you look at that and it's only 10 minutes and 32 seconds, but he made the most of every second. He was out there all the time and 72 games played. That is in conjunction with uh, the games that he did play with Toronto. I think he played like 20 some games, 30 some games with Toronto, uh, one game winning goal and the shooting percentage, which I'll talk about in a second after you, you wax poetic about him. Uh, 11.6, but that is deceiving. I'll get back to that in a second. Go ahead. Yeah, and you look at all these numbers, you look at these stats, and you're like, oh, that's nice. Pat him on the head. That's wonderful. That's great. What a year, Dennis Mulligan. Do you also know, in the past two years with Toronto, 
he only accumulated four points. Mm. That's what so, I mean. Bring that, the best out of him. Hence, hence the B plus. His best year of his life is 2017-2018 with the Florida Panthers, where mm-hmm. he had 22 points. That's 2017, everyone. Yeah. The past two years, four points. One, he had eight games, zero points. And then he had four points with Toronto in the last year before he in the trade. And this, like Chris mentioned, this is a product of, we talked about in the first segment with Val Nachushkin, another product of coming in and fitting the Joe Sackett, Chris McFarlane, Jared Bednar system. Dennis Mulligan, he has that Logan O'Connor speed. He has that quick, snappy wrist shot, and he just makes things happen, and he just flourishes, and I am one of those in the camp of bring this boy back. Oh, yeah, and all those numbers you threw around, or or lack thereof, um, it was not like he wasn't given an opportunity as far as ice time because the 10.32 with the Avalanche is his lowest in his career. I'm not counting the eight games uh, in Toronto from 19 and 20, which like ended the season where he had 1021. So 1032 is his lowest ice time of his career. And he bested his, his career point total. It's system. It's all system. And, you know, like I said, like, yeah, you get the best out of him if you're in the right situation. And I mentioned the shooting percentage. That 11.6, again, is the total of the season. So that includes uh, his shooting percentage with Toronto. If you look at just his time on the Avalanche, that's 42 games, not including the postseason, but actually don't include the postseason because he had zero points in the postseason. Yeah. Just talk about the regular season, 42 games. His shooting percentage is 16.7. You know who the only one that's better on the, on the team than him is Miko Rantanen. He was second on the team in shooting percentage. That's some elite company right there. Yeah, the guy's got a he's got a scorer's touch. And you, there was against Calgary that slicing and dicing. And I said it when it happened. If that was Connor McDavid, yeah, hockey world would have gone crazy over that. It it was a, a beautiful move, and and that's what he can do. He has a good offensive ability. He's got a great motor. I love his speed. Yeah, he's got a really deceptive shot. I think he's a great bottom six guy for this team. And if this team was healthy, you would have seen even better stats from him because there were times like at one, like he had to get propped up um, and run, you know, with the second unit. And I think when he was playing well, they even put him on the top unit for a game or two, which is out of his comfort zone. So you get a healthy team where he can play those, those bottom six minutes and be that kind of dominant guy. He has the potential to do that. I'm, I'm really, I, I'm with you, man. I really hope they bring this guy back. Yeah, everybody's consensus opinion of him, when you talk about Dennis Mulligan, aside from the playoffs, everybody's just, it's that, whoa. Like, what he brings to the system with his skill set, his speed, and his shot, it's surprising. And it's almost like you were not utilized in your previous two stops in Toronto and Florida. Like, is this what you have? Imagine with a little bit of help around you, what you'll be. And you wonder if Chris McFarlane and Joe Sackick are thinking the same thing when they're putting this roster together for next year. Yeah, and I wonder what he's thinking. I wonder what Morgan's thinking because, you know, he, he's been in the league for some time now, since 16-17. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, when, when you've been in the league for that long, it's not an insane amount of time. But after all those years, this is the best that you've put on the ice. Why would you want to leave? Yeah. You, you know, you've been a couple other places and, and you haven't had the production that you do with this team. So clearly it's working for you. You know, I mean, he's restricted free agents. I feel like they, they will bring it. He, I think he's restricted, right? I mean, most positive. I want to just double check that and make sure, but I, I'm almost certain he's a restricted. Yeah. Uh, he is but, restricted with arbitration rights. So he, he, in all likelihood, will be back, which mm-hmm. is a, a good thing. Um, but let's just, you know, for the argument, if he was an unrestricted free agent, I don't think he'd want to go anywhere just because it seemed to find a home here. He doesn't want to go anywhere because this is this is making hockey easy for him again and making the game fun. And it's not like he's going to be out there like asking for a lot. No, 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 no. This won't break the bank at all. Yeah. So this is, this is exactly the perfect scenario for the avalanche. Add some depth, add some pizzazz on the cheap. Yeah. So all happy with uh, Dennis Mulgan. So we'll see uh, what a contract looks like for him. And I would expect to see him, in an ab sweater for at least a few years. Mm-hmm. So, all right, let's get back to our rundown here. And uh, last bit of business we want to get to is go- we started the episode with the uh, Bill Daly and uh, Gary Bettman press conference, and we'll kind of end it there too with one other thing that they talked about, and that is the cap. And I don't think I would, we, we probably would be talking about this, but. Gary Bettman decided to do a Gary Bettman thing and early in the season say like, Oh, maybe the players will have the escrow paid off and the cap will go up higher. And then like a month later said, yeah, probably not. Uh, But he threw it out there. He threw it out there. He floated it out there. And then you have people thinking like, yeah, maybe it's still possible for them to pay that off. And even though when it looked like they, they were not going to be able to, and they they're not going to be it. They're not going to pay that off. They still have some money left to pay back. So because of that, the cap is only going to go up by a million dollars. We were like ninety eight percent sure that's the way that it was going to go, and now it is set in stone, concrete. We know that it's going to go up a million dollars, maybe a million and like twenty seven cents or something like that. It's going to be a flat million, but whatever it is, it's not going to be a lot. We'll have to wait another year for that to go up uh pretty significantly but i think the abs were kind of hoping I, like everybody else was that maybe we will have that opportunity for it to go up uh because this big contract that we are, are about to kick in for nathan mckinnon oh and all these other guys that we have to sign would be nice to have a little bit of a cap relief but it's not coming so how difficult we thought this offseason was going to be to navigate it. And the, and the ads are not the only one in this situation. Um, how difficult we thought it was going to be, it is going to be. You are, you're, wait a minute, you're trying to tell me that Gary Bettman said something and it didn't come to fruition. <laughs> Olympics, first, <laughs> World first Cup of Hockey. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm just allergic to that name. Um, <laughs> And it's and honestly, let's let's be real here. We're not we're not in the playoffs right now, so we can say this. It can't be easy with seeing how like ESPN's kind of pushed the NHL out into the side and kind of not really caring about what they invested in. Don't it's, say I didn't warn you on that front. 
I know. Don't. Yeah. Yeah. Not in front of everybody. We could talk about this later. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and, and you would think they're trying to recoup some of that money by having fanatics make their jersey. But yeah. anyway, um, it is kind of disappointing to see the cap not go up a little bit more. Of course, Bettman's going to use this escrow thing until he's blue in the face because he loves having that little bit of power hmm. saying, hey, I brought hockey back and you guys aren't helping me out. So, yes, it's going to make things tight for the Avalanche and very possibly one of the teams that are playing right now in the Stanley Cup final. So mm-hmm. you would like to see it go up a little bit. You just know it's going to be tight. It's going to be tight with the big Nathan McKinnon deal, and it's going to be something we're going to talk about, and it might be polarizing the years go on around this deal. But, yeah, you would have loved to see more. Who doesn't want more money? Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, from a league-wide standpoint, like you are going to see – uh, what we're talking about pretty much with every franchise, maybe the exception of Chicago, Arizona, like those teams that have cap space and know they have cap space going in to this, this off season, they're, they're just fine. But there's probably like 29 other teams that are going to struggle with this. Yeah. And what have you seen the past, like since, since bubble hockey, uh, the, you know, the, the off seasons have not been this wheeling and dealing and, and teams just throwing crazy money around because it's not there. It's yeah. just not there. So, so, you know, a lot of players just kind of have to take that cut and be okay with it. There's nothing that they can do. Uh, guys like uh, Austin Matthews are heading it at the right time. He's not a free agent until after the next season and everything's expected to go up. He hit it great. Um, Nathan McKinnon, while he got a, a sizable increase, he could have done better if he was, if, if his, that contract ran out in another couple of years, nothing you can do about it. He still got a nice increase, but what happens is yeah, now everything else is, is it's going to be a struggle for, for so many teams. So it might, it'll be an exciting off season and free agency period just to see where guys go. Because guys move around all the time, uh, but the dollar amounts are not going to be like, oh my god, like I can't believe they gave, they overpaid for this guy. Teams aren't going to overpay, man, because it's just not there. And the guys that are up for it. So, how does this affect someone like JT Confer? I mean, I, I don't think it affects that much where he's not going to get a, uh, an increase. There's going to be a team that will come up to that five five and a half which we kind of think he will get but i don't think it's going to be the avalanche i really don't and see and you're you're talking short term with like contracts with jt comfort if you're bringing back erod we're talking about Morgan and giving him some money bringing back the core avalanche that they had last year making Mm -hmm. moves signing those big names for the rest of the league but also kind of looking into the distance a little bit long term pepperidge farm remembers Mm -hmm. and labor talks are coming up those are on the horizon and when you're seeing the nfl pay out of the face for every player hundreds of millions you're seeing the same thing in the Mm -hmm. nba mlb record contracts everywhere and the nhl is sitting here talking about wow 19 million dollars 10 million dollars look at these contracts this is crazy it's hard to make your league sound credible when you are playing around with this kind of money and you know 
the honestly the state of the game has been better than it has been in a long time when it comes yeah. to fan bases and just being trendy like hockey jerseys are a cool thing to wear out in public like mm-hmm. there should be more money there so yeah, yeah it's a it, tricky thing it is. it is so we'll see uh we'll see where it goes i, I think you're gonna get a lot of one-year deals mm-hmm. like just to get to that next season so a lot of guys will bet on themselves and say hey i'm um hopefully can stay healthy put up a good season and then i'll go cash in next year when the cap goes up a little bit i think you're going to see a lot of that all right that's going to wrap it up for today everybody thank you for tuning in and making this your first listen of the day that is always appreciated uh, we'll be back tomorrow with anything new going on. Yeah, we'll get to the what are, all the other things that they talked about in that press conference, some uh, interesting things, and anything else that happens. Uh, what, what's going on in uh, Denver as we're recording this? Uh, I think they're they're losing, I believe. They, the Nuggets. They lost. It it's over. Tie, it's a tied series. Oh, man. Ooh, they lost by three. Let's see how the game ended. So. All right, they got a series. Let's see if we can get a series in the, the cup final too see if uh, yeah please can't even this out all right everyone thanks for tuning in uh he is mr shaggy von doom kyle sullivan i am chris maselli this is the locked on avalanche podcast and we'll see you guys tomorrow go abs go